Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Uh, it is so good to be in a new year and have 2021 to look forward to. I know it's going to be amazing. Every day is amazing. But this month, we want to make sure that all of our guests are helping us to not only have a new year and a new focus, but a flexible focus. Because many of us know that in 2020, we all had great ideas that kind of went down the toilet around, oh, I don't know, March 13th or so. And so this year, I really want to motivate people to find how they can be and stay flexible so that no matter what happens, we're able to navigate new waters and do it with a lot less stress. For my next guest, there are so many different things that she's going to be able to help us to be flexible on, which might sound funny because I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. But Allison Winter Williams, sorry, Winters, I don't know, Williams, <laughs> Allison Williams, I, you know, it's sometimes I could screw up the easiest of names, you know? It's like when I get Papadopoulos, I can get that right. But Allison Williams is the owner of two different companies. Williams Law Group is a multi-million dollar law firm specializing in matrimonial and family law with an em- excuse me, an emphasis <laughs> with an emphasis on complex child welfare matters. And now she has a second company called Law Firm Mentor, where she provides business coaching services for solopreneurs, small law firm attorneys, helping them grow their revenues, crush chaos in business and make more money. And crushing chaos is what we all need to do. So thank you so much, Allison, for joining me today. Michael, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you guys and really, really eager to get into today's topic. Excellent. I know you. I'm so excited too, because I love everything that has to do with the basics of business, which is make sure you've got your numbers right, make sure you've got your legal issues right, and make sure we take care of it in our personal and professional lives. So tell us a little bit more about you, your businesses, and how you help people to shock their potential. All right. So Law Firm Mentor is my my spirit child, I like to call her, mm-hmm. that was born out of my own personal experience, starting a law firm, having it almost kill me, having to get it under control, and then growing it to a multi-million dollar enterprise from zero dollars in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And the way that I was able to do that was to really get out of the tactical and get into the strategic mindset that was necessary in order to evolve. And what I mean by that is a lot of law firm owners will start their business with an idea of, I need to learn how to market. I need to find clients. I need to figure out how to get everything going. And then once everything is going, I need to learn how to get it under control. And yes, there are some very strategic things we can help you do that will get you to that place. But one of the things that is always the case, I've never found any business owner that this is not true for, is the fact that we are the bottlenecks in our business. So typically when we want to grow, 
the reason we're not able to is not because of a lack of strategy or tactics or ideas. It is because there is something about the way that we are approaching it that stops us, that has us growing to our limit and not being able to exceed our limit. And we don't know that we have these self-imposed limits because especially for lawyers, we have this mindset that we are uh, constrained by the rules of professional conduct and we have all of these professional licensing requirements and there's only so much that we're allowed to do. But that really does stop us where we, where we ultimately don't ask ourselves, how can I do this? We just simply assume that we can't and then say, let me see what I can do, not thinking that we can do more than we can already accomplish. So I help lawyers to actually see that um, and to see that in a way that has them grow their businesses very rapidly. But most importantly, the middle part of my little tagline, as I tell people, Law Firm Mentor is a business coaching service for solo and small law firm attorneys. We help you grow your revenues, crush chaos in business, and make more money. The crush chaos piece is all about systems so that you don't just have a lot of money, but you actually get to enjoy it. You get to decide, are you going to be the one in the courtroom? Are you going to be the one behind the desk? Are you going to be both or are you going to be neither? You could just be a shareholder and just receive revenue from your business. But we don't often think about that because we have so many preconceived notions. And I help lawyers to shock their potential by first recognizing that they have potential well beyond where they have set their limits. And then mm -hmm. once we identify and let them dream out loud as to what they're capable of doing, we help them to realize it through the strategy as well as overcoming their limiting beliefs. You know, everything I'm making notes, I always write whenever we do this and everything you said, I'm like, you could take out the word lawyers and you could put in any business person there because everything you said, you're like, we are the bottlenecks. I'm like, of course we are. I'm not a <laughs> lawyer, but I am my own bottleneck without a doubt. You know, and that's, I think you have hit the nail on the head. Um, I love how you said, I built this from my own experience, uh, building my business, uh, building my law firm and almost killing myself. And I think that that's, that's so touching in so many ways that you know where you, you know, you know the mistakes you made, but you also know where you went right. And then seeing that juncture and saying, okay, this is where you turn. This is where you, you know, if you keep going down this path, here's your result. You keep going down, you turn and go down this path. Here's your opportunity. Here's your growth. Here's your, here's all the different choices you have by getting out of your own way and not rent working in your business, but working on your business. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's, it's a good way that you phrase it when you say the whole idea of on the one hand, you have your, your limits. And on the other hand, you have your opportunities. And, yeah. you know, they really are two sides of the same coin. You know, I, I, I talk about universal law. I don't actually teach universal law because I know that not everyone is open to that. And you can still be successful without knowing the laws. But in studying universal law, one of the, my favorite laws is the law of polarity. That says that, you know, in, in everything there is an opposite and it's equal and opposite. And so yes. wherever you are experiencing a lot of strife, there is also the opportunity for you to experience a lot of abundance and a lot of ease. But we don't see that because we can only see the side that we're focused on. Yeah, it's so good. I actually just completed another interview with a gentleman. We were talking about something else entirely, but he's, you know, he was giving advice on, you know, how to... Um, how to do things like, uh, you know, make sure you journal every day and you meditate. But he said, what I want you to do every single day is write 
write in your journal the best thing that happened to you that day and the worst thing that happened to you that day. Because it's a great reminder on the days when that's really something really bad happened, that there was also something good. But on the flip side, that when you have something that's amazing, remember that there's also something that didn't go well. So what are you going to learn from that? And I, I'm a, I'm a, firm believer of that. We have to see, we have to find balance between the two. Otherwise we're either, you know, never going to see our potential or we're always dreaming with rose colored glasses on. Yeah. Such a perfect phrase there. Cause I think a lot of that dreaming at some point people get out of the habit of dreaming, right? Yeah. So you don't want to dream in fiction. You don't want to dream with the rose colored glasses on, but you do want to allow yourself to dream. And I think by putting that positive thing down, you know, the, the gratitudes, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of, of the three gratitudes exercise that comes from positive psychology and Dr. Martin Seligman, uh, the author of positive psychology. And I very much believe that if you don't wire yourself to be looking for the positive you know humans were wired to look for the negative so we could keep ourselves alive which is great but now we're at a state where we are functioning we just need to now advance ourselves and we can't do that if we're focusing on just surviving we have to look for the ways out yeah i totally agree with that and and being realistic i wrote down don't dream in fiction because i i think i did say it but I, that's that could actually be a great title of a book <laughs> i come <laughs> up with all this stuff when i'm interviewing people i'm like oh, there's another book there but when we um when we see what is possible then we also are prompted to take action so when you work with clients you know what are some of this is just kind of a create you know side question, but when you work with them and you're helping them to uncover what their potential is and really see what they can accomplish when they do something differently, what are some of the reactions from them? You know, how do people respond to that? Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I encounter this question both in marketing as well as when we get to the client services part. You know, it's like you, you, you offer people what they want and then you serve them what they need, right? <laughs> and yeah. there is so much of coaching, especially when you're coaching people that already have resistance to letting anyone know that they don't know what they're doing, right? So we're in a profession that has a very high standard for perfection and people look at us a, with, with authority and we're expected to know the answers and to have at our fingertips at any given moment, the way out of a problem. And we deal with solving problems all day. So when we have our own problems, there is often a tendency to want to try to think our way out of the problem or to ask someone that we happen to know who has had a similar problem. The problem is we ask people that are just as broke as we are or people that are just as dysfunctional <laughs> as we are in our businesses. We don't go get professional help from somebody who's actually overcome those problems. We just you know, kind of look around us. And yes. in the course of talking to people, one of the things that I find that we struggle with the most, and I say we, I'm, I include myself in this because I am very much on the path, but I am not out of the path. I have not resolved mm -hmm. any and all issues I've ever had. And that's why I have my own coach. But one of the things that I see happening with clients a lot is they encounter the problem and they want to think about the problem from their frame. And sometimes when you just give them a different frame to put around their problem, they start to see different answers and different solutions that naturally flow from how they are defining the problem. They never think, let me redefine this problem so I get better answers. They think, let me look for the answers within the subset that I have. And so a lot of what we do is not just tell them, here, go do this, right? That's not what coaching is. That's what consulting is. And I tell lawyers mm -hmm. all the time, they are not the same, right? Yeah, that's so, so, true. so I'm, true. I'm, I'm not building your website. That's not what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, we guide them to start to reframe their problems. And after a while, they start to look at everything from a more expansive lens because they start asking the question, how can I redefine this in a way that's going to get me to better answers? And assuming that those answers work, okay, that's always the second part of it, right? We don't just give an answer, but we give an answer, we think through it, we put metrics on it, we go with KPIs. But once we know that our answers, that if they are successful will work, they are much more likely to get us a profound advancement rather than just inching ahead a little bit, which is, Mm -hmm. yes, if you're in business for a period of time, 20 years from now, you can absolutely have figured out the stuff that it took me three and a half years to. And yes, you could ultimately get where you want, but there's also a lot of likelihood that if you're thinking about things the way you are right now and you've already accomplished what you've been able to get to on your own, you're going to encounter more of yourself and more of your life problems and you're going to be limited because you're going to continue to go back to the way that you thought about things that got you to where you are, not the new way that's going to get you further down the path. You're right. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And I think that's a, just a great like segue in, into talking about this concept of new year flexible focus because, you know, I mean how many times have we said, okay, we're, we're going to have our new year's resolutions or, you know, I'm going to start fresh on January 1st. And, you know, what I really wanted to avoid with that is the sense of what we always do. You know, we always do set those resolutions and then people are, you know, oh, but I dropped them all by, you know, day seven. Um, or, you know, I'm going to have a greatest year ever. And when the first month isn't stellar, then there's, you know, oh, well, I guess it's not going to happen. So we'll try for next year. And I really want to, I really want people to get into this mindset of, you know, approaching things differently will not only, you know, change your outcomes, but it will change your ability to pivot, navigate, you know, you know, be on the balls of your feet when you need to and move when things move around you. So, you know, what are your tips for people to, you know, get into this kind of different mindset? Yeah. So, you know, I think this is a great frame. I love that we're talking about this and I love that you frame it from the perspective of not making a resolution because resolutions are very much oriented toward the destination, right? I'm going to start this year. I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I will arrive at success when I get to 30 pounds. But what's most important is the journey, because what you will find is that your destination is always going to be expanded when you start to allow yourself a better journey. So what I tell people is creating the journey that you desire is really about focus. Okay. And focus is an acronym. It stands for, I'll go through each of them. So F is for first. First thing we always do whenever we are looking at our life is yes, we have to create a goal. The goal should not be a flexible, movable thing. It shouldn't be a range. It should be a definitive number of what we want to make in the course of a year. So once we have that first goal, we then have to organize ourselves 
around the goal. So that means think through all of the different ways in which you want to get to that destination and go backward from that destination to the place where you are ultimately going to start. So if I know I want to get to $100,000 more in my business this year, then I break that down in quarters and I say, I got to get $25,000 extra per quarter. Then I break that down in months and I say, I got to get 83, 33, 33 a month in order to get to that extra hundred. And then I break it down into weeks and say, okay, I know that I need a little more than $2,000 a week. And that becomes a lot easier for us to pursue rather than the big number, the big hairy audacious goal that mm -hmm. oftentimes if we aren't headed in the right direction by a month or two, we say, I'm never going to get there. And we just stop. Yep. Next is C. Now C is for communication. Now, once you have decided what your goal is going to be and you've organized your life around it, you are going to have to share with people that are in your life how you intend to change in order to accomplish the goal. Now, that typically means if you are in a law firm, you want to communicate to your team, I am only available to take calls on a certain day or I am only available for in-office or by Zoom, depending on how you're structured meetings at a certain time so that people don't feel that you are going to bend to when they want to have access to you they are going to have to adjust themselves to when you are going to allow access focused on your goal yes you stands for use discretion now this wow. is where flexibility really comes in because most lawyers are very rigid and what they do is they say okay something's on the calendar oh my god something's on the calendar i can't possibly do anything else because my calendar is locked and we don't say hey wait a minute i own this thing <laughs> i can <laughs> i can adjust my calendar right we don't create such rigidity in in the day-to-day -day of what we're doing that we don't allow ourselves the freedom to seize opportunity when it comes up now, discretion does not mean that we make our goal kind of loosey-goosey or we create a calendar that we never adhere to, but it does mean that you have to identify what are the priorities and allow yourself to step in the direction of that which is going to fill the priority, even if something else, typically busy work, mm -hmm. ultimately is in the way. And then finally, the S of focus is for systematize. Everything in life should have a system. Everything from the way that you open the mail, to the way that you communicate with your clients, to the way that you hire, to the way that you organize, to the way that you market, everything should have a system because so much of our energy at the end of the day is gone because we have wasted our thought moving from thing to thing to thing, trying to be a multitasker, trying to figure things out, having to refigure out something we figured out last week, last month, last year. Mm -hmm. If instead we created a way of doing things, we documented it, and then we ultimately empower the people that work with us to also create systems around what they do so that we're not systematizing everything. We're systematizing what we do and we're allowing the people that we hired and empowered to systematize what they do. You start to create a systematic way of doing things and then you don't have to think about it. You just kind of get into an autopilot and then you spend your energy on the stuff that really matters, like mm -hmm. creating effective solutions for your clients and enjoying time with your family. Things that you say are the values that you have for life. So focus is really the best way to get to that point of flexibility. And it's all about how we decide to show up in the world. I love it. I love it on so many levels. And as you were talking, I was thinking about one of the biggest changes I made within my company this year was, uh, you know, I, I was with the podcast. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I knew we, as we were moving back into doing a five day, you know, week um, 
projection, I knew I needed to get organized better because my podcast interviews kept popping up in the middle of other things. Mm -hmm. And I know that doesn't work for me. And so a couple months ago, we started to implement a new process. And so there's only one week a month where we're taping episodes and taping those allows me to, for that week, I don't try and get anything else in there during the week. I focus just on that. And then by the time I get, and actually right now we're, we're getting very far ahead. So we're, you know, we've got a little bit extra here. So I'm going crazy for the next six days. And I'll tell you, I'm going to be exhausted. I have been exhausted every day. Can't wait to be done with it for a while. And then I've got three weeks with where I can focus on other elements of the business. And that is really powerful to be able to let me know where I am, what I'm doing, give the attention that it deserves at the time it deserves it and make good decisions instead of like you said, oh, now I got to do this. Now I got to look over there. Now I've got to remember what I, oh, I had a thought about that. I'm pretty sure I dealt with that one, st- one point in time. It's compartmentalizing so that there's more effectiveness with that. So it is greater f- uh, focus, but it's a lot more flexible for me to build the business in a better and a healthier manner. Yeah. And I'm sure it also capitalizes on your flow. You know, so one of the things that I think people oftentimes think about is how can I cram as much as possible into the hours that I intend to work? They don't think, when is it best for me to do this work, right? So some people, they are freshest at three o'clock in the morning when they get up. Other people, they are freshest at 10 o'clock at night before they go down. And if you don't know that about yourself and you don't plan around that, then you're going to be doing things like recording podcast interviews when you're dog tired or meeting with a prospective new client when you have no energy left in the day or hiring somebody when you are at your most de-energized, demotivated, exhausted. If it's the end of the week and you've had a lot of trauma during that week, especially for litigators, right? There's a, there's a certain energetic output that you have to have to be on fire and arguing all the time. So if you're in that mode and then it's time for you to relate to a new human and start to build some rapport (laughs) and connect, like that's probably not gonna fit too well together. But we don't think about when it's best to do things. We think about how do we shove it all in and we just shove it where it fits. And we have Mm -hmm. to get out of that mode in order to be more productive. Yeah. And it really is, you know, control. I think you said it earlier too. You remember you're in control of your calendar. Your calendar does not have to control you unless you give it that power. And you're absolutely right. I, um, I always ask my team. So my team is entirely remote and my team works out of Kenya and I'm constantly asking them like, you know, we're talking about when they work and how they work and what's, you know, I've got one that's a morning person and one that's a complete night owl. And I'm like, I don't care as long as we get projects done, but it's been really interesting to be able to work in a completely new virtual environment with virtual team and really say, I don't care when you do it. I don't care if you break it up three times in the day, Um, you know, do it for a couple hours here and take care of your family and do it for a couple hours there, whatever. And it's really empowering to see what we can do as human beings when we start working, when we're most effective, not the way we've always quote unquote done it in this mm-hmm. nine to five world. We, there are certain things, you know, the, the, the courts are only open during some parts of the day, obviously. So it's not completely like that, but especially for business owners to recognize when they're going to be strongest so that their business has the best outcome. Yeah. And you know, uh, we're all adjusting to this new world where a lot <laughs> of people for the first time, a lot of, a lot of businesses were already virtual. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I was very blessed that I set up my coaching business virtual to start. So I really didn't have an adjustment there, but my law firm certainly went through a, a big adjustment. And one of the things that I loved was the freedom that came from letting people flex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm in the state of New Jersey. That's where my law firm is located. And we are by far the bluest state in the union. So they have all of these rules that are designed to protect employees that oftentimes mm-hmm. are now conflict, conflicting with what you would want to do to be more flexible for your employees, like letting them work the hours that they want to work and letting right. it fit in around. If you've got to take, you know, if your child's at home and you're doing virtual homeschool, that may not work for nine to five Monday through Friday, but you can get your projects done at five in the morning and you can, you know, put in an hour or two at nighttime and then have more time during the day for respite, getting your kids on and off of Zoom. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can structure the way that we work when we're allowed to, you know, employ- yeah. employment law, <laughs> assuming that employment law rules are met, that yes. we can be more flexible. And I love that being more flexible allows you to create a better environment for your employees. So people then don't have the FaceTime of, I'm going to be at this place in my box, nine to five, very, very rigidly following my rules. And yeah. 70% of those people are not engaged in the workplace. We know right. that. Right. But now when you have the ability to flex and work around your energy, your schedule, your life, and work fits in, you can very easily make it adaptable. And a lot of people want that and want to create that. They just don't know how. Yeah. And as you're talking, I was thinking of, (laughs) I ran into somebody about two months into lockdown. Uh, So I'm in Philadelphia and uh, I was talking to this couple and the husband said, he goes, oh yeah, I, um, he, he had owned his own business and he's like, oh, you know, I went to work for so-and-so. I won't tell you who he went to work for. And I said, oh, wow. So that must be a big change, you know, to go from being, you know, your own employee to, to, you know, working for somebody else. And he goes, oh yeah, I give them at least a good three, four hours of my time a day. (laughs) You said what? Like what? And he was very proud of it. It's like, yeah, I clock on. I do the meetings. I do whatever. Then I do whatever I want. And I show up a little bit later. I'm like, oh my God, you are not, this is not what this is supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's keep that quiet. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, I won't say who he works for. Because then he'll find me too. I, I, know, love right? I think um, I think all your points. I love I love the focus, uh, Allison. It's it's really um, and again, I know you're working with uh, with lawyers, but these are things that we can all take heart with, with no matter what we do. I think it's it really is applicable to everybody's business, um, and and taking a look at their own productivity as well. Um, so I know we are going to have uh, all your information on our show notes, so all your contact info, but in case somebody just wants to look you up right now, they can't wait to find you, what's the best way for them to uh, find out more about who you are and where you are? So if you want to learn more about me and my company, uh, our, our website is lawfirmmentor.net. That's .net, not .com, (laughs) lawfirmmentor.net. And I always tell people, if you want to get a flavor for the types of things that I actually share with my clients and how I work with them, you can learn about that more on our podcast, which is the Crushing Chaos with Law Firm Mentor podcast. And we're on all the major platforms. You can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all the biggies and a lot of the smallies. 
we're, we're, we're kind of everywhere. And I really want people to know that while you're right, a lot of what I talk about is applicable to any person. There is a certain stress that you have when you are responsible for people's lives in the way that lawyers are. And I think that stops us from deciding to grow. We say, mm-hmm. I can only handle so much who could possibly add more to what this thing is called the practice of law. But it's a beautiful thing when you allow yourself the freedom to create a business because it is then a better service to the practice of law. You reach people in a different way. You're serving people without the chaos and the stress and misery of the business of law. You are also creating consistency, consistency of revenue and consistency of profit, which creates a better workforce and a better client base because Mm -hmm. your clients will appreciate what you are offering to them when they are paying for it. And your clients will also see that you're giving better quality service when you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time. <laughs> no kidding. And there's probably a lot of people listening going, oh yeah, uh, know that, been there, done that. Maybe just did that five minutes ago. I love mm-hmm. it. Oh, Allison, you have so many great points here. So before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? So the one thing that I want to leave everyone with is the idea that we are in a new dawn. We are now in a time where we have had to go through this traumatic event called COVID-19 and all of its ramifications. And now we have a beautiful golden opportunity to live up to and beyond our greatest potential, but we have to decide. So the first thing I would invite every one of your listeners to do is take inventory of what your life is. And if it's not what you want it to be, decide that you want it to be something different and then go to go pursue it. I love it. Allison, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on as a guest today. And I am so glad that we are connected. Same here, Michael. I love your podcast. I absolutely love the message that you bring to the world. And I'm so happy that you allowed me to be here and share some some nuggets with your guests. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.